Backlog Breakdown, your exclusive source for the high fashions of the Final Fantasy series. I'm Nate, and with me is Josh with some hot takes about the fashion trends in Final Fantasy X. Josh, what do you think about Titus's outfit? Oh man, I mean, you just look at it, it's, it, it, it looks like it was drawn, right? You just like splash a bunch of stuff up on a canvas, all kinds of colors going everywhere, different lengths, different. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's certainly it's, it's high fashion for sure. It's it's like the Jackson Pollock of uh, <laughs> Jackson Pollock was uh, an abstract artist painter, guys. Uh, and it's not even remotely, but it's just like if you just threw a bunch of stuff and like, hey, extra sleeves here, this this short this short pant. Leg is is longer than the other leg. Mm-hmm. He's wearing spandex. But yeah, but he's still wearing Under Armour pants over his short shorts, and then his long, le- you know, one leg that's the pant leg that's going over his knee uh, that has lattice work in the back. That, uh, just, uh, oh, don't I, forget like the open sort of like midriff coat vest thing. Yes, where the, it's just like it's got to sh- show off his like. Manly physique. Uh-huh. So, sort of, you know, like cover cover just the shoulders. You know, you can't let anyone see your shoulders. We're not going to oh, get that crazy. Oh, but Lord open- forbid. <laughs> like, heaven forbid if anybody sees that boy's shoulders. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. just too much. Like, And I, you know, I do think, I do think uh, Nomura was trying to be modest because I think they at least cover his nipples, the, the shirt mm. that he's wearing. You know, it's mm. open. So you see, you know, in between his pecs. And and you basically see all of his stomach too. If it weren't for the black overalls that go from the bottom of his pecs to almost his waist, that have zippers and chains everywhere too, because that works with what he's got. You would definitely wear something with lots of zippers and chains while you're swimming and playing blitzball. You know, zippers. I mean, you have to, right? And there has to be a belt buckle across it. You, you got uh, at to, least, you know, at otherwise. least it's not like Lulu's uh, belt <sighs> skirt. It's a literally a skirt made out of belts. They're just belt. I I don't understand how this like physically like how does she put this on? How does she go to the bathroom? That's what I want to know. Does she have Ma- to well, undo? I, I think each what this does is it individually. It, it further cements the of like the the necessity of magic in these worlds. Ah, there now, you go. She's, and and she's we, we were having it's sort of an off off <laughs> sort of camera af off recording sort of conversation about this. And we're just like, you know, as much as like I will just sort of like relentlessly hound um sort of like some of the just the character design choices in Final Fantasy Seven, like I think it's like they're very nineties, very whatever. Like I, I kind of like mock that all the time, make fun of like the extra straps and stuff like dude. And like the weird high pants that cloud wears and everything else. Like mm-hmm. at least there's a, an element of sort of practicality and pragmatism there. Uh, whereas when you, you look at, and even looking at like his, this, this guy's stuff in particular, like looking at the, the, the kingdom hearts designs, mm-hmm. like there's a level of reasonableness there that is just completely abandoned in final fantasy 10 and final fantasy 10. He's just like zippers, belts, suspenders everywhere, asymmetrical clothing. Like, and it's like, just like, but, but why bro? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't just have to do with the clothes either. Uh, one person we didn't talk about, and this is just from me, like looking at, at, at 
character arc. Okay. So we'll get into this when we get into the backlog report, but I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to look at the artwork for this game in particular, because, um, I'm a big fan of the original, uh, Yoshitaka Amano, uh, Final Fantasy character designs and stuff like that. So because mm-hmm. it's such a drastic change from that, and obviously Nomura had been doing the character designs before, I get that. I just wanted to see some of like the original stuff. So I've seen some characters that I've not yet met in the game because I'm not very far into the game at all. I'm only the first like hour or two in. Um, but it doesn't just have to do with clothing. Um, apparently Nomura doesn't care about the physics of hair either. And, and I get it <laughs> cloud. I get it. You know, there, 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 there have been other characters, but when you have, and I think this is the main villain. I could be wrong. I don't know. I think his name is Seymour, uh, but he's got like blue hair strands that stick up and then come down in the front as well as on the sides. I mean, they basically look like antennae. Or maybe he's a different race. I don't even know. But it, it defies physics. I'm, I'm just looking about. here. Who is the designer the ways. for the, the lead designer for this? Uh, Tetsuya Nomura. Because I'm looking at like Vagrant Story, which is prior to this, mm-hmm. but has a lot of that like weird choices as far as like some of like the aesthetic like the ashley riot's hair is like huge yes yeah he's got like the one just like sort of giant like well he's got like a couple of them but yeah it's like this sort of antenna thing Mm -hmm. um and then he's got like sort of like these weird knicker short pant things Mm -hmm. oh wow yeah i don't know if he's an antagonist i think he's actually uh is it Yuna? Is that the summoner's yes. name? Mm-hmm. I think that's her like fiance. Okay. Okay. Cool. Or something. I don't know. Cool. He yeah. might be an antagonist. I don't know. I uh, don't know but- who he who he is. But th- like the antennae don't even fit. Like they go, they shoot out to the sides. They go up and then they go down. And it's like I don't. Okay. Just okay. All right. Well, have you watched? Okay, so I know that you've like, man, and this is pretty, like, this is a pretty beefy opening bit. <laughs> um, but have you? I know you've watched uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, but yes. have you watched any of like Hunter Hunter? No, I haven't. Okay, some of like that dude's character designs are mm-hmm. just like we're talking like, yeah, probably Kingdom Heartsy level. Okay. Um, Fair enough. I'm, See, I'm trying to see if Tetsuya Nomura. Yeah, let, let, what all has he had his hands on? Because he's he's definitely got like a very distinct. So in Final Fantasy VI, he was a graphics director. He did monster design and character design. He did Setzer and Shadow. Mm. Uh, he was responsible for those designs. Uh, Front Mission Chrono Trigger. He was did field graphics. Uh, seven. He did some character design, monster design. Uh, Air Guides, Parasite Eve. Okay. Brave Fencer Musashi. Um, okay. That's, an, that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's that definitely can see uh, Final Fantasy VIII and two. Some character design and illustration. He was the character designer for The Bouncer, Final Fantasy X. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy XI. He did some NPC and character design. Because I wanted to see if he had done anything with uh, 
Vagrant Story, but it does not look like he was a part of that. Oh, he was the character designer for Dirge of Cerberus Lost Episode, Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Uh, which was apparently a bit of a train wreck of a game. So mm. He was also, here's one that's, and this kind of makes sense, The World Ends With You. He was the creative producer and character designer for that game. Okay, okay. so I was going to say there's a way to do his style well, and that, that was the game that came to mind. But mm-hmm. he actually did that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. props to that, because, yeah, I don't want to just, you know, crap on him <laughs> the whole time. But Because, um, yeah, World Ends With You works. He was... Uh, a character designer and main character designer for some of the Final Fantasy 13 games, which are yeah, interesting. Uh, I'm just like this is just like such a weird. <laughs> he was involved in Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U. I mean that would make sense because Cloud was in it. Yeah, he did the the character design for Cloud Strife. Yeah, the DLC there that makes sense. He was actually involved in the Final Fantasy VII remake as well. Did a, he was a director, concept did concept design, and character design. Yeah, I guess because uh, he, so. he's over Final Fantasy right now. At least you know one of the yeah. main dudes um, steering he's also, the ship there. He's also got two uh, Kingdom Hearts projects sort of slotted in for 2020 as well. There you go. Um, interesting sensibility. Anyways. Opening bit, uh, that was a little long in the tooth, but how you been, Josh? I mean, besides your your strong feelings when it comes to uh, the design aesthetic of Final (laughs) Fantasy X. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even mean to like totally go down that route, but you had asked, uh, you know, what I was, what I was playing and I started that game and that was the first thing that came to mind. And then it just all went downhill from there uh, into our long discussion. I mean, you even have a better eye for... Uh, aesthetics than I do. Titus so. has such like we, we talked a little bit about like silhouette mm-hmm. and how like what, especially in like cartooning and comics and stuff like that. It is so much about like the silhouette. Um, like you see, like there it is a, like that identifiable sort of silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, like Bugs Bunny, Batman, all mm-hmm. of it. Like. You can just think of a notable like cartoon or yeah. like a ninja, the ninja turtles, Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man's kind of like just a dude in a tight suit with a little bit of webbing under his arms. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that silhouette's a little harder to catch. Um, I guess but, I think of him as in his different like crazy poses, but well, anyways. okay. Now if, yeah, if you're counting that, yeah, <laughs> that's then like another discussion. That's, that's posing. kind of um, like Sonic, but like just think like yeah. this very distinct, design that like if you did if all you saw was like just this black sort of shape of them standing you'd be like oh that's batman oh that's mm-hmm. sonic oh that's whoever and titus you're like that's a hobo <laughs> uh you know Don't anyway know what's going on there yes not, not quite the same uh, i mean i i tend to sort of like i tend to sort of like think in those those mindsets and mm-hmm. like that's sort of where my interests lie anyways but um uh, you yeah. know what here before we go too much further and you know and i do want you to sort of like fill me in on your last couple of weeks mm-hmm. you know what I, and maybe it's just i missed this but when we did our last episode like i mentioned the fact that hades was my 2020 game of the year mm-hmm. i don't know that you ever said like you what was so 
I, I just had a question. I was like, I, I don't know if Josh said this or not. And if uh, I'm just a really terrible friend and I didn't hear him or if he just didn't say it. Uh, but what out of all the games you played last year, what 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 is your 20? What was your 2020 game of the year? That sort of, is like your, actually a good question. I don't know that I uh, that I even did, you know, say exactly what that was because because there were a bunch of standouts um man it's hard to it's hard to say so i'm looking back over it you know i played through spider-man resident evil 2 persona 5 uh bravely second uh bioshock was great trails in the sky was was um good like i really enjoyed it but it really is just the beginning of something bigger so i mean even metroid was good doom huh uh, so yeah, there were a bunch of really good games that I played. Oh man, it's <laughs> you're putting me on the spot here, and I don't know that I I really chose one to say like yes, this was the one that like was definitely the best because there's so many just really good ones. Like you know, Paul calls it Stockholm syndrome, but I did really enjoy you know Persona Five for all the time that I put into it. It's hard mm-hmm. not to to go with that. Bravely Second was great too even if it is a flawed game. And then I loved, you know, playing Spider-Man was, was just a lot of just fun. Um, but then Dragon Quest V also pops up and it's like, man, that, uh, I, I like the, the emotional beats of that game, the, you know, that it has, especially for its time. You think of it as a super Famicom game. That's pretty cool. So I don't know. I don't know that I can land on one game. That's, you put me on the spot here, and it's difficult to say. So yeah, those are sorry, sorry to do that. <laughs> those yeah. those are my top game, but I mean, yeah, I just played a bunch of good games. I don't know that I don't know that there's one that's like, oh yes, you know, this broke into the top ten. This is one of my favorites ever. Yeah, but they were really good. Well, I mean, I I guess that that will have to just sort of suffice. <laughs> you know that that'll just have to sort of be. Uh, thing but now that we've sort of you know that that like because that that's sort of like sat on me for like mm-hmm. i was like did josh say and it's like mm-hmm. i went back and listened to the episode mm-hmm. and i was like i'm not sure that he did no did he really. even have one but it's you didn't really have one you were just like oh, i just played a bunch of really awesome games yeah they're they're all good and i like them equally right well so if if I were to, this is cheating. This is totally cheating. But I got a, a newer appreciation for Bloodborne playing that. So like I would say Bloodborne, even if I didn't actually beat it last year, I just played it again and not even finished it, but put some more time into it and dug into the lore. And like that's one that really, you know, yeah, but has it's like, broken it's, my It's kind of like anytime but. you play Bloodborne, it's like, yeah, it's arguably the best thing I've played this year. Yeah, so, right, right. That, yeah. that is kind of cheating. It is. I mean, it's totally cheating. I just played a bunch uh, of good games. <laughs> so, Anyways, that's, that's so let's that. go back to my original query. Okay. How have you been have this been? last couple of weeks? I've been great. So after uh, Christmas Eve, I took almost like a week and a half off, almost sort of, sort of, kind of. Uh, there were some days interspersed in there that I did work. Uh, so, but I was also off school, you know, it was in between semesters. So I've had a bunch of uh, free time to get some stuff done around the house, to play some video games, to even like read some stuff uh, that 
you know, I just hadn't had time or made time to just sit down and read in a while. And so that was, that was very nice. So it has been good. Um, and then getting back into the swing of things, looking forward to 2021 with all its stuff as well. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful for, for things in the new year, even if sure there's, there's always going to be, um, garbage stuff going on in the world. I don't want to talk about that, but, um, you know, I'm just looking forward to, you know, what God has in store in the future. And so I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's been, it's been a good, a nice, like chill couple of weeks, but still getting stuff done just in a different, you know, a different getting stuff done around the house as opposed to, you know, work stuff or, or other kind of things that I've been working on. So, uh, it's, it's been very nice, very chill and then ramping things up again for the new year. Cool. Cool. Yeah, man. Cool. 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 How have you been last two weeks? Yeah. Without going into too much detail, just sort of about like current events, craziness, (laughs) like dude, like there were a few days where I, I seriously stressed out and, and some of that is like, and basically like, well, I recognize that in a lot of ways, this is not really the kingdom that I belong to. Like this world <laughs> is not the kingdom that I, I, I mean, sort of like, yes, I'm a citizen of this kingdom in the sense that like, this is the country I belong to. And I know I have concerns about sort of where this country is going uh, politically. <laughs> um, I also kind of like, I don't know. Like, and and it just like, it bummed me out. Like there's just some stuff going on that I'm just really like without again, like just sort of as broad brushes, like I'm really kind of like bummed out about just a lot of what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Like the storming of the, the sort of the Capitol Hill nonsense and just all the crap surrounding all of it. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, the, the short version without me getting is like this further cements that I just don't like any politicians period yeah like, <laughs> like oh I, man no no that to be said just to address the capitol hill thing like what those people did was absolutely wi- wildly out of line mm-hmm. like yep in some ways what they did while not on the same level as like the rioters with blm and I, there's been mm-hmm. a lot of conflation there and a lot of people like well you were when when they were burning down cities and blah blah, blah. and it's like listen okay no no, no let's not do this mm-hmm. um it is the the adage of like two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. What what happened is not going to help anything. Uh it's Oh, it actively goes anything. against what they were there to do. Yeah, and so, it's like yeah. The short version is I'm just very discouraged by all of the discourse surrounding that and just mm-hmm. uh you know, we can save maybe some of that for the bro hang. <laughs> I I don't want to get super deep into politics, but mm-hmm. like it just the current events Recent events have just sort of left me going like, oh, I, I hate all of you. I hate <laughs> all of you. Um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, but, you know, uh, you know, as far as just like personal, like, aside from that, it's it's been a pretty good couple of weeks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I'll talk about it a little bit when we get to the backlog report, but I actually had like a couple of weeks where I wasn't really playing much of anything. It was a little bit of like, but... And it's just like, you know, I've been doing some stuff around the house and just trying to be a little more active with, because there's a lot of times I come home and I sort of check out. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm trying to sort of just help out more around the house as far as like 
making sure that like dishes get done and the animals get fed. You know, and I do that yeah. stuff anyways, but I'm trying to just be a little more proactive in that because sure. it's just like I had gotten pretty complacent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I just kind of gotten like a little flaky there. So um, yeah. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm, you know, loving and serving Megan in, yeah. in a way that, that is good. Um, so, but yeah, nice. I mean, uh, all that. Yeah. It's, it's been fine. You know, it's like, just kind of like, eh, it's life. You know, it's, I, I was kind of hoping, and it hasn't really happened yet. We, you know, I was kind of hoping that things would have slowed down at the post office a little more than they yeah. have. And it's still like, and especially with like the second wave of stimulus stuff c- coming through ah, and, and there's, and there's all sorts of like, dude, like, I don't know how many people I've had to like, well, no, that's not true. I can probably tell you like if i thought about it, i could probably tell you exactly how many people but i've heard numerous times over the last couple of weeks like last three weeks people are like you know i sent this christmas card out two weeks before christmas and it still hasn't gotten to my brother or my sister or my mm. daughter or whoever and i'm just kind of like yeah i don't know what to tell you like mm-hmm. it's you know and and short version is is this is that there's been a tremendous amount of strain on the United States postal system. Yeah. And, you know, it, unprecedented is the word that just sort of everybody is bandied about with, you know, when it comes to 2020 and now even to a certain mm-hmm. extent, 2021, like the market was naturally moving towards a more sort of parcel heavy sort of system anyways. Mm-hmm. And I think 2020 just sort of like basically threw that into warp speed. Yeah. And so where we were ha- we were getting the opportunity to acclimate to it and where I think there was going to be sort of like discussions about like meaningful change in, in the way that the post office handles parcels and everything else. Like right now, everything's in such like, we, we, and, and it's like, we don't know what the new normal is. Right. Because it's just like, and it's like, it might be one of these things when, when the, the vaccines start sort of like making the rounds and we've got sort of more of like to where everybody's just a little more comfortable and like some of the masking stuff and like people are doing stuff out in public again and everything else. Maybe when some of that stuff kicks back up, like it'll tick back down, Mm -hmm. but I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. And I just think there's a lot of stuff where uh, until we sort of like hit some sort of equilibrium, it's just like, dude, like, I mean, I'm working to like, like there are some days where I'm like home by like four 30, 445 but most like tonight i was i was i didn't get i started at 745 and i didn't get home i didn't get off the clock till 545 which that's an hour and a half of overtime and it's like i didn't get home till like a little after six anyways but it's it's fine it's good like i don't mind all that much but it is just sort of like okay (laughs) like yeah Yeah. uh anyways we're we're we're, but you know what? Enough. Let's talk about something <laughs> that I actually sort of want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about backlog reports. Like, All right. Hey, yeah, let's, well, speaking of backlog reports, I've got mine right here. I don't know. I don't know. Your Foley work is probably much better than mine. It was, a, it was a, a picture that my son drew me in a rocket ship. You're in a rocket got, ship. I got home from work and he drew me, or he, he gave me a picture. It even says dad on the back for anyone who wow. can't see one of the D's is backwards. He didn't, he didn't put them both 
facing the the same way but still um but i mean no that's it's my backlog report actually and uh if i'm gonna jump in with my backlog report then i'm gonna have to to shoot through this pretty quickly because i do have a bunch to report on and um it just so happened you know we we did the uh the i promise not to hijack any of the conversation (laughs) with patriarchy stuff i'm gonna try mm, i'm gonna try and make this as quick as possible. You know, everyone out there knows that I'm really good at being bad at brevity, uh, but I'm going to try my hardest. Because uh, the thing is, this the past two weeks, because I've been off, like, yes, I've been playing more video games. But it's also that I was like towards the end of a few games. So I have a lot to report on. Um, mm-hmm. It's well, it's just funny that it worked out. I was about to say we did the bite sized episode on the beatdown last week. We released that. And uh, it just so happened that, you know, come into 2021 and I get to beat a few of my games mm-hmm. like right off the bat. So that get some negative scoring there. Um, but it, it comes after like playing these games for the past month or two. So anyways, that said, uh, first one that I finished, and this was actually before the new year, so I don't get any points for it. And that's totally fine. Was Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight. I did roll credits on that one. I have not yet gotten the platinum. I might eventually platinum it just because my daughter really likes the dance, the dancing game, as she says. Um, Mm -hmm. And she likes Persona 5 way more than Persona 4 because there's so much text in Persona 4. I've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyways, I did finish that one. I did roll credits on that one, so that was cool. Um, And speaking of Shin Megami Tensei, I did finish up the uh, DS game that I was playing, Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Summoner Soul Hackers. Uh, and uh, it, it's funny because I shared it in the Discord that that it kind of goes off the rails at the end. And uh, I think it was I think it was Jonah Spark who who commented like, yeah, like every other Shin Megami Tensei game. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. That's that's par for the course for right. an SMT game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as if it's not crazy enough that you're you know summoning demons and stuff like that. Like no, like stuff goes real crazy. Like you get to the the bottom of the conspiracy at the end of the game. And this one wasn't a game where you have um, a lot of Shin Megami Tensei games have multiple endings, depending on what you do. This was not like that. Um, I'm thinking about, I might even do a bite sized on the game. Cause there really is a lot. I say a lot to talk about because I, I've said this before. It's kind of a conflag- conflagration. Is that a word? Uh, but a mixture, it's kind of a in-between point between old SMT and new SMT, uh, new being basically after Nocturne with the press turn system and stuff like that. Um, it uses a lot of old things. And so you get a feel for this like more complex, even more brutal in some ways, um, kind of difficulty that you tend, you come to appreciate over the length of the game. And it's not a very long game. I beat it in like 25 hours something like that so for especially for an smt game but but for a jrpg in general it's not a super long game anyways that's enough on that because i'm thinking about maybe doing a bite size on it sometime uh and then the last one that i did well no not the last one that i finished up but one that i finished up was god of war for playstation 4 i i Mm. wanted to get that Mm. done before the new year Mm. 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 then Mm. i realized i wasn't Mm. as far into it as i thought Mm. i was Mm. And uh, it, it is quite a meaty game. And this is coming from someone who just like 
I only did a couple of the side quests, barely any, because basically I was trying to just like get through the story. And if I came up against something that was too difficult, then, OK, I'll go do some side quests for a little while and, and you know, upgrade some stuff. But but for the most part, I was really just doing the main story, uh, which was good. It's funny. We, we mentioned just a little bit before we started the episode um, that when I first started playing it, I commented how between this game and Spider-Man, it feels like they're really trying to video games. They're trying to squish together video games and movies. And that is so true. In fact, I feel like God of War, um, it really kind of solidifies how old like mythology, how well, I'll put it this way. Let me flip it. How like superheroes today are the mythologies of old, right? So you had these old cultures that, that, had uh, their own kind of like pantheon of of mythology and their and their gods and things like that. And today we have like superheroes that that kind of fill in that same gap of mythology for us. And this feels like it fits squarely in that because it uses Norse mythology and some Greek mythology as well. But it almost feels like you're playing a superhero game uh, because of how that comes together. Um, yeah, and I've said it before, beautiful game as well. Now that the story is finished, uh, it tells a good story. I was not expecting it to set up sequels, uh, as much as it did. There's a lot that comes out like at the very end of the game, the last few hours of the game, like everything kind of comes together and you find out some information that totally sets up for that. The world is much bigger than just the places that you've gone to. Uh, which makes sense, you know, their previous God of War games, and you went through the Greek pantheon in in those as well. So certainly the the world is bigger. Uh, but anyways, uh, very good game. Yeah, uh, it it does so many different things well, right? I mean, you know, like gameplay itself. While it can be a bit complex, like I think you can keep it simple and still get through the game. I'm sure, you know, I'm not, I wasn't great at it. I died a bunch, sure. Um, but there's there's some complexity in like the move sets that you can learn that I'm sure would come in handy. You platinumed the, platinumed the game, so mm-hmm. I'm sure you took much more advantage of some of this stuff than I did. Um, but yes, no, it's it's a really good game. The story was really good, or at least the characters. Um, it, it's a fairly simple story. Although there's some twists at the end um, that, that, yeah, that were really, voice acting was fantastic. Um, there, you know, it's funny that you mentioned God of War because I was listening to, oh, an episode, I think of Sacred Symbols Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an older one. And, but Chris Raygun in there was talking about God of War. And he was like, basically, like, and I don't think this is a perfectly accurate statement. He's like, but they out, or they out naughty dog, naughty dog. And they okay. made it basically a better version of the last of us. Ooh. And I'm going, I was like, that's a take. And it's like, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, I'm like, mm, he's not entirely wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. th- there's some things where I, 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 you know, I would sort of differ, but it's like, that's arguably one of my favorite games I've played in a long time. And I'm like, yeah. kind of like, I might dip back into it because I think we we definitely we're gonna try and sort of like slot that in. I might just dip back into that for a little bit and sort of like mm-hmm. dink around in the world because like, man, 
that game it just th- that's a really good game really yeah. really good game yeah and there's certainly a lot to talk about that we won't go into today um but i do th- yeah it, it it fires on all cylinders pretty well um i mentioned to you i do think it kind of like slows down a bit towards the middle but then i've kind of like stopped and started it over the past few months so some of that might just be my experience with the game i don't know Mm -hmm. but i felt like the story ramped up more towards the end like the last third of the game um, when you really start seeing more of the interaction between uh dad and boy um but yeah no it was was a good time it was it was a good time for sure so last game I, I did, you know, we're, we're, we, we're doing the beatdown. we're doing our drafts. So I drafted a bunch of indie games and one of the games that was voted on for me that, that kind of rose to the top was what remains of Edith Finch. I didn't realize this is a very short game. Like I knew it was a walking simulator. I knew it was like narrative heavy. I didn't realize that I would finish it in one night. I did now that, that said, I did start it actually in between reps of uh strong lifts and then i put it down because i was like i can't play this in one minute bursts like this it's too jarring um but so then i waited till i had some time put the kids to bed my wife was watching tv and so i was like okay i'll just curl up on the couch with her and play some edith finch and uh kind of punches you in the in the in the feeling muscle i don't know what to say you Um, know what and now that you've played that and I'm, you know, we, I know we just did our top 100 just like real quick, mm-hmm. real yeah. quick. Do you think Edith Finch belongs somewhere on our top 100? I do. I do. I think, um, along with that category that I had drafted in, uh, did, did, did we put Stanley parable or players or beginner's guide? I can't remember. We put one of them in maybe yeah. the Stanley parable. But it's definitely one of those type of games where, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a walking simulator, okay? But it's story. So the the special thing about Edith Finch, and I went in blind. I mean, I had an idea. You're going through some family stories, okay? And I I don't want to give anything away. But the game does some things narratively that you don't realize until the very end. So it's well, it's like when I played it, I'm pretty sure I made I was like, this game has some of the most like clever sort of like ludo narrative sort of integration. And I don't yeah. use I didn't use that term, but it's like the gameplay like syncs up with the actual narrative in a way that sort of like is completely disarming. Takes yeah. you like caught me completely off guard. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about it, cause we've both played the game's brother brothers a tale mm-hmm. of two sons the very last like 10 minutes of that game did what this entire game does so in in different ways i would say cuz even uh one of the one of the characters that you go into is has like this mundane job and it puts you in his role of like daydreaming while he's on the job and the way that it makes you do that it 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 it's not fourth wall breaking it is extremely it pulls you in right you you feel like that character it doesn't break the fourth wall it reaches through the fourth wall and drags you yes. into the game yeah and it's 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 so like yeah i'm i'm actually that's 
as much as like I'm excited to maybe talk about God of War with you and sort of like maybe figure out like some some stuff there, I'm really, you know what? Yeah. For sure, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna play through Edith Finch again. Yeah, that might be one where I sort of like wrap up because there was some trophy stuff. Maybe I'll okay. get like the the completion on that just to sort of like yeah. Why sort not? of double dip. And it's it's a quick game. Oh, I, yes. But yeah, yeah, man, that game is so stinking good. It felt Maybe, it felt short. Like I thought it felt to me like it was an hour long. Like because because it, it it's quick. Yeah, it's like it's like four hours maybe. Tops. Oh no, I it's like I'm, two. I, I, it's been a while like since I like. For a while. I don't know. I did. I did, and I sort of do. Sort of, I tend to be sort of slow. And mm-hmm. I just poke around, and I'm like, "What can I find? Where's yeah. this thing? Like, what's this?" Oh, mm-hmm. but and it actually like makes me want to go back and play the unfinished Swan. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, but yeah, we will we will put a pin in this one because yeah. I'm super excited to talk about this more. Yes. Yeah. So, like I mentioned, it kind of reframes itself at the end of the game. To where, like, even though it was so short, I went and looked on YouTube. You know, there were some things that I didn't catch playing the game and got some other explanations. And then I realized some of the stuff that happened in the game. And, like, even though, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Even though it's so short, like, I've been thinking about it all day, you know, way longer than just its short runtime affords. And yeah, there's just some things in the game, the way that it presents itself, it really does kind of, um, you know, sure, it's an art game, whatever, but it it does things that other that I haven't seen done in other games and tells its story in ways that only a video game can. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it's it's definitely a standout for sure. And the, like it has repercussions for like worldview and things. So there's a lot to talk about there which we won't, we'll go into in the future. So into and, like, the future. <laughs> it, it's funny because like, uh, this sounds like, like the highest of recommendations. Yes. But don't expect to like, you know, love every single second of it. It is a walking simulator. Um, and you might be a little confused at the very end of it. So anyways, there's, mm-hmm. yeah, but there's a lot there. Uh, finally, the games that I've started just played the very beginning of Final Fantasy X. We talked about it a little bit. Um, and I don't want to make it sound, you know, be like a huge downer. The, the reason I brought it up was that was the first thing that immediately popped in. When you turn on the game, you start a new game. There's this um, scene where all the characters are around a campfire. There's a Final Fantasy theme playing a very beautiful piano rendition of it. Um, and it's this emotional scene where Tita stands up and he walks over to Yuna and puts his arm on Yuna's shoulder and she just kind of looks up at him. And then he walks off into the distance and, and looks up. you know, he's, he's like saying through his actions to Yuna, like, I'm here for you. You know, we're all here for you. And it's this, this scene, the opening of the game is like trying to get you, it's trying to make you feel like, okay, it's this band of you know, people have been thrown together who are trying to accomplish this mission. And Titus is like supposed to be this strong character, but man, he looks like a doofus. And in, in multiple people in that scene, I like just took me out of it. So it was jarring. And that was my very first impression of the game um, is that I know what they're trying to do here and they're doing it well, except that the characters look real funky. Uh, and so that's where that whole conversation came from. So I'm, I don't want to say that I'm, I dislike the game. I'm still 
way early in the game. There are some things, you know, it's a PS2 game. It's up-resed. I'm playing the HD remaster. Um, so there's more to come on that. I mean, it's like a 50-hour game, so I'll be playing it for a while. I'm sure I'll share my thoughts as they come. Um, but, you know, I, I don't mean to just be negative. I just, th- that was just the big thing that kind of stuck out to me so far. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Final Fantasy X. And then finally, uh, played a little bit of Near Automata. Uh, because that was drafted as well for mm. the patrons. Um, that was one of the ones that rose to the top there. And I played through the first level, which technically I had already played in the demo, but man. Uh, oh, that was the other thing about Final Fantasy X. Really good music so far. Um, but near Automata, also fantastic music. And man, that game is just fun. You know, I've only put like an hour into it. So at the very beginning... Um, I know like the story goes kind of crazy and all kinds of like existentialism, whatever we'll see when I get there. But so far, uh, man, it's, it's really cool. It's definitely like sucked me in and it's one that's not, um, it's not as gory as God of war. So because I've only fought machines so far, I can actually play it around my kids. (laughs) I'm not like raking a troll through the face with an ax anymore. (laughs) I'm just uh, busting apart machines. So those are the games that I've put a little bit of time into. Uh, Sorry for rambling on. Uh, The only other thing, man, I don't even know if I should go into anything besides games because that already took up a bunch of time. Um, So I'll save all that for later. We'll we'll just mention it later. So what what do you have to report on, sir? Um, Well, I don't have a whole lot. Like, Like I sort of mentioned earlier, I was pretty light on gaming over the last couple of weeks now mm. dragon quest five still working on that i'm real close to the end okay like um i actually think that if i had sat down today i might have been able to like beat it before we started recording. Oh, okay. yeah um yeah like i'm sort of in that like the last world level dungeon sort of thing i mm-hmm. i i did take a bit of a sidestep to do some sort of side dungeon stuff uh, okay but i wanted some of the equipment yeah um like yeah. i got some of the better equipment for the one you know for some of the anyways mm-hmm. uh so mm-hmm. there's that i did fire up ghost of tsushima i plan on okay i played through a little bit of that i'm definitely going to come back around to it because i'm i want to do the multiplayer so i can get some of that 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 shadow of the colossus skin because i'm Ooh. that kind of special weenie um <laughs> it's like it's an outfit that looks all shadow of the colossus yeah um so i need to i need to do that and i was like well i wanted to get sort of a bit of a feel for the game so hopefully i won't be too out of my element too far out of my element because that's only available for like another three or four days oh so wow I need, to, I need to get on that quick uh and and if i don't oh well but i'd like to uh yeah I haven't really, I, there's a bunch of stuff that like I was sort of thinking about that like I'm pretty much on the cusp. Like I need to go back and finish XCOM 2. Like I kind of put it oh, down. you didn't finish I, it. No, I, I was like probably within an hour or two. Like it was oh. like, I could tell that like I'm sort of like closing in on the end. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, yeah, whatever. So at least I, th- it, I think that I'm closing in on the end. Yeah. I could be wildly wrong. So I've got that there and like Hugh, I need to go back and finish Hugh. And there's just some like stuff there where I'm like, there's a bunch of stuff that I've sort of been sitting on and I've just like, 
like, I need to finish this. And so hopefully mm-hmm. with the beat down, that'll encourage me to tap into some of that. I did fire up um, Remnant from the Ashes. It's, okay. uh, and the the way that I would describe this is like, and it's more of an aesthetic sort of like vibe, like, but, and it's kind of not. It's like if blood, like a more approachable sort of bloodborne sort of was hanging out with destiny and they made okay. like this really kind of moody, but very cool kid. It's kind of a looter shooter kind okay. of like, or, or yep. not a looter. Sh- I'm going to, I I don't want to use that term. It's kind of a shoot and loot. Um, okay. Slooter. Yeah. Don't, don't do <laughs> Don't, don't test me, Joshua. This don't is my me. backlog report. You will not do that. To you me. will not <laughs> do not say that. Um, but it's it's kind of a bit of a shoot and loot, but it has like a sort of a very Lovecraftian vibe to it. It's it, it's very cool. Uh, mm. It's got some gunplay, but it also has like a little bit of like melee in it too. Um, and it's not perfect. Like okay. there's there's some stuff even now that like and I'm playing that with Parker and my brother and. Mm. Uh, we're sort of playing through it and we're saying like, yeah, here's like some parts. Like you can tell it's very much like, this is not a triple a game. Uh, there's like a, it doesn't have as much polish and whatever, but it's, it's got a lot of heart and it's got like, there's, there's really good bones on this game. And, uh, so much so that it's kind of got me keeping a side eye on. So there's this game called Kronos and there was a remake recently released, like in December called Kronos before the ashes, which is, a was originally a VR game. I'm just kind of like it's from the same studio, okay. um, and it's actually Chronos is a prequel. Well, rather, Remnant is the sequel or sort of a, a step off from the Chronos game. Okay. So it's and there's just some interesting stuff there where I'm like, like they have my attention as far as like this is like strong like B tier sort of like maybe even like. Not everything needs to be triple A. Not everything needs right. to be like, yeah. like this is like B tier, C tier sort of like game design, but it's good. It's really good. And it's like, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, man, like they got a little bit more money and could sort of throw a few more resources at this and sort of really sort of take their time to flesh some of this stuff out. Like mm-hmm. this could be, it could be like the next Avengers or something. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> Just throw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, <laughs> um, it's very, but it is very cool. Uh, it's it's yeah. significantly better than Avengers. Um, I, I haven't even played Avengers, but I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, as far as reading goes, uh, with I just wanted to sort of t- I I start up a, a reading plan with Psalms and Proverbs. Yeah, and it'll take me through. It's it's about a year. It'll take me through Psalms twice and Proverbs like three times. I think. Okay. Or maybe it's Psalms once and Proverbs like two mm-hmm. or three times. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I've just been sort of keeping up with that. I'm I'm doing that on the U version app, nice. which I'm not a super big fan of that app. Okay. Um, for various reasons, but it's fine. Like it for what I'm I'm using it for. It it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I am going to sort of try and make some, and we'll talk about this a little more when it comes to our sort of main topic of the show, but Mm -hmm. I am going to try to sort of like, I think like the, okay. So like I tried to memorize Galatians and I just fell off. Mm -hmm. Like I got through like a good chunk of chapter two and I was like, 
why am I doing this? Um, because it's not to say that all of scripture isn't beneficial, but sometimes like, if it's just like, I, I don't like, I just fell off. Like I just mm-hmm. felt like it just wasn't working for me. Um, so I am, I, I do want to start just sort of like working on being more intentional about scripture memorization. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be more about like remembering passages, okay. like, and not just like picking a verse and sort of like, you know, Philippians 4.13 is a great one. I could do all mm-hmm. things in Christ who strengthens me, blah, 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 blah. And people use that and say like, I can do all things through Christ. And like what they're forgetting is that like the three verses prior to that, he's like, I can be made low. I can abound. Yeah. I can like suffer through all sorts of crap. I can, you know, and he's basically saying through the power of God, like in the Holy Spirit, like I am, I am empowered and enabled to like deal with all sorts, all, all of life's crap in a yeah. way that honors and glorifies God. But instead they just take that one out and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, have you ever seen the the thing? It was like a, an inspirational uh, calendar and it just used uh, like, do you know, I, you're, you're sort of smiling. I think, you know, the, what, like I, there was one and it's like, I can't remember what it was, but it was like, if you obey me, I will bless you or something. It was basically Satan tempting Jesus <laughs> like in oh, the wilderness. And they were like, they use this as an inspirational quote. And I'm going like, yikes. Yeah, that's that's a big old yikes there, boyo. Um, you yeah. can tell that was that was done by somebody who either had yeah, well, just whoever did that had no business mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> doing an inspirational scripture. Right. Calendar. Yeah. And there, and there are a handful of verses like that, that are taken out of context often, you know, like mm-hmm. old Testament scriptures that talk about, Oh, what is it? Um, the one, gosh, I feel stupid. I think it's in Jeremiah, but I could be wrong. Where, where God mount is up with wings about, like eagles. Well, there's that one. Yes. Th- although oh, yeah. oh, I'm doing a new work. Yes. Yeah. See, I'm doing something. Yes, exactly. Yep. Uh, something that you'll be amazed by. And it's like, literally, I'm going to lead you into exile. You know, like that's like, the thing I'm that God go- is like, referring to. Like the I'm thing going that to was keep going to. You, but you yeah. are going to go, you are going to suffer. I'm I'm gonna drag you through a bunch of garbage, yeah. Like, and you guys are gonna be shocked. You're gonna be punished. And, yep. And it's like you'll be amazed by how much crap you have to deal mm-hmm. with now. Congratulations! Right. But right. people are like, it's like you, he's gonna do new work, and I'm like, that's not what that verse right. means. Yeah. Like this is our capital campaign. You know, we'll be amazed by the new building that we get. Like mm, that's not what God was talking about. <laughs> don't, don't don't use yeah. that one. Uh, and but and yeah. I thought you were you were talking about there's there's also that I feel like it's been become more common now just the meme that um, uses part of that verse that you mentioned uh, I can t- I can do all things through a verse taken out of context have you seen oh, that one as a meme that's, yeah I've seen no they, they, there's yeah. some of that stuff is just like you, you look at it and it's like if you have any sort of biblical literacy at all mm-hmm. you're just going like no yeah that's no. that's not the way you ought to be reading the Bible. Um, no, well, it's treating it like a fortune cookie, yeah. but uh, anyway, so memorization, I, I want to sort of, I do want to be a little more intentional about that this year, uh, but it's going to be more focusing on like passages that I particularly need to preach to myself often. Yeah, that's good. Um, so as far as other reading, uh, not a whole lot there. I have made some serious progress on range by Epstein or Epstein, that, that book, uh, it talks about like the the Tiger Woods versus uh, 
Roger Federer book sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It talks about specialization versus being like, you know, the the general generalist, the specialist mm-hmm. versus the generalist model. Um, nice. That is really, I think like I'm sort of like t- taking it in chunks. I might just sit down and like at some point that like, I think I want to get it physically and just read it instead okay. of listening to it. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm very interested by that book. Uh, but something, a little bit of a piece of fiction that I was sort of, I, it's like uh, Patrick Rothfuss, the guy who wrote the name of the wind. Um, it's a big fantasy epic sort of thing. It's there's a trilogy. He's got two books out and he's like sort of pulling a bit of a George R. R. Martin in the sense that like, it's like, the last book, people are like, when are you going to? And he's like, it'll be done when it's done. And it's like, and here, I'm just going to be like the the jaded sort of like, uh, I'm like, I don't think he knows how to end this book. I think he had like, I think I, I don't think he knows how to end this thing. Like, I think he's just like, he's like, I don't know what to do. Uh-huh. Like, I think he kind of wrote himself into some corners. And I think he has an idea of where he wants to go, but I don't think he knows how to end it. Like, and that's just, and the second, like our first book's really good. The Name of the Wind, I think is what it is. The second book, I was kind of like, uh, I can't remember, Wise Man's Folly or something like that. And I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, on that. But um, gotcha. anyways, anyways, The Last Unicorn by Peter S. Beagle. Patrick Rothfuss is like, this is the greatest book I've ever read. And I was like, I have this nice, my, my Kindle that I got for Christmas. And I was like, I just wanted something like, it's a shorter book and I wanted to read. Well, I ended up getting like a graphic novel adaptation of it. And so I ended up reading that and I was like, it's, it's a pretty, pretty decent looking um, graphic novel. It's a pretty Mm -hmm. looking graphic novel. Um, And it's, it's an interesting story. I'm kind of want to get the actual book <laughs> so i could right yeah but um yeah i i enjoyed it and i was like oh this is neat i don't know that the graphic novel version that i read was like all that mind-blowing it was like it was mm-hmm. clever and it was it was actually like pretty i was like pretty charming and i was like man i i actually like this and um but it's just it's kind of there's a movie too called the last unicorn okay. and it's based it's based on that book this book um it's an older animated feature. It's pretty neat. Um, cool. So that's it. That's all I got uh, as far as backlog report stuff goes. Uh, as far as just, yeah, anything meaningful, that's it. So nice. let's do the whole roll into the main topic thing. But before we do that, mm-hmm. we usually have a word from our friends. Yeah. Listen cool. to them. They're smart guys. They're that's our true. friends. So they're smart. <clears throat> Excuse me, may I have a moment of your time to talk about the wonder and beauty of tokusatsu? See, tokusatsu is a Japanese word for special effects and usually refers to those super fun TV shows you watched as a kid with those heroes wearing spandex and those giant rubber monsters with cool explosions and awesome transformations. <sighs> so cool. I happen to be a big fan of it and run a podcast about the entire genre. So if you could just, like, I don't know, subscribe and, and take a listen to my episodes, I'd greatly appreciate it. It's called the Henshin Dad Podcast, and it's it's kind of awesome, <laughs> or at least my, my mom thinks so, but she still hasn't reviewed it on iTunes yet, no. But anyway, thanks for your time. Just just check it out, the Henshin Dad Podcast. It's on Anchor, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, okay, okay, bye! And we're back. Hey. Boop, 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 boop. 
Hey! Um, Haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been like uh, like a minute. Yeah. Just oh, like man. The, I was, the gravitational, I was the, like... I was on the edge of my seat. I thought you were going to say, it's been two weeks, because you didn't say that earlier in the episode. It's been two so. weeks. <laughs> Right, well, there you go. Now you Anyways. got it. You did it. Like I was gonna, I, yeah, I was actually I gonna it. let this episode go without it, it mm-hmm. and you, yep. you, you taunted me. Yeah, I stepped in it. Got it all over my shoes. I'm not gonna be able to walk in the house anymore. Uh, anyways, gross, so gross, gross. <laughs> so today, uh, we're talking about. So I've, I've, I've been having a hard time, like even explaining what's in my head, what I wanted to talk about. Um, but you know, we're, we're doing the, our 2021 beat down and the, at the beginning of the year, we generally kind of talk about goal setting and, and, mm-hmm. you know, making changes, I guess for lack of a better term, new year's resolutions and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I, as I was thinking about it, I, I wanted to be a little bit more specific this year. Cause I don't want to just retrudge, you know, things that we've already gone over. Uh, but I think there are two approaches that you can have when you're trying to make changes and um i'll throw it in with like or the example here will be like a diet okay there are two different things that you can that are generally ways that you can start out on a diet is you can just go um go crazy and like completely totally change your diet you know go on a cut out all your sugar cut Mm -hmm. out carbs eat nothing but bean curd Yes. Yeah. Give up coffee, cold turkey. You know, that's one approach. That's what I think of as more like the shock to your system approach. Right. And you can Mm -hmm. do that uh, when you're really motivated. You know, you just get up the courage and you're like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it for this set amount of time. And just, yeah, really just like kind of reset your system. The other approach is to gradually make small changes. So, okay. You know, I'm I'm not going to have dessert today and then maybe next week I'll, you know, change out my normal lunch for a salad and, you know, maybe instead of two cups of coffee, I'll just have one cup of coffee and, you know, th- just gradually until, mm-hmm. hey, now it's really easy to to eat salads and not drink coffee. I don't know, whatever, whatever uh, example you want to go for there. Um, but you kind of like start real slow, just introduce these small changes uh, to where you're finally, you can look back, you know, six months and see how much has changed. Um, and that doesn't, well, th- anyways, those two approaches, I think while I lean more towards one than the other, uh, I do think there are pros and cons of both approaches. And I think this definitely carries over when we talk about like the beatdown as well. Is like we don't, you know, golf might have been a little bit more towards that shock to your system approach. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time around, we're trying not not that it's the other way, but I, I think we're trying to be a little bit more um, like just not go so crazy with it again. Not that that was what it was intended to do, but just how um, it, it, sometimes things like that can feel very limiting and you kind of question the longevity. That said, I think there are pros and cons to both approaches. And I wanted to talk about those today. Um, especially mm-hmm. as it pertains to, you know, the way that we play video games, but also just kind of goal setting and stewardship and, and, uh, I guess progress in general. So, uh, I wish there was an easier way to kind of like wrap that up in a nutshell. <laughs> well, I think you're talking about sort of like, well, okay. So there is like the idea of like the new year's resolution mm-hmm. where it's this like, it's this grand gesture sort of like, 
I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Yes. And a lot of like a lot of those fail. Um, and they right. fail for multiple reasons. A lot of times uh, I was doing some reading about some of this. And a lot of times when people and just as a general rule say like, I'm going to lose weight. You know, mm-hmm. it's sort of vague. It's sort of amorphous and there's no real plan. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have that larger goal and it's actually sort of accompanied by sort of like cultivating habits and like smaller sort of more sustainable sort of plans and and actions there then like that's actually that's when those things succeed so right now there's a like fad dieting is like a big is is usually like one of these things it's like people are like i'm gonna lose weight and then they go on some sort of fad diet whatever like the atkins diet or the Mm -hmm. paleo diet or whatever keto keto big one right now I've I've seen a lot of people who practice like intermittent fasting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like I think there are benefits to these systems. Yeah. Uh the the shock to system, like the the shock to your body of sort of like forces your body to sort of like recalibrate and mm-hmm. and so there's all this stuff where it's like and and I'm not taking shots at those, but in a lot of a lot of that. It's like once they get off, once you get off the system, you go back to, you sort of balloon right back up to your weight because, you you know, it's, it hasn't actually created, like, as long as you're on the system, you're fine. Mm -hmm. But, and, and again, it's sort of that issue of sustainability. Whereas if you would have just like, so like, I'll just give you an example of something that I'm trying to do in order to be a little more health conscientious. I don't drink normal soda all that often mm-hmm. or like even like occasionally like i'll get like a sugary drink or whatever but for the most part like i drink coffee and water and coke zero and those are okay. the three things that i drink with consistency or like some sort of zero calorie soda um i am trying to sort of restrict myself to no more than one can or bottle like if i get like a 16 ounce or you know like the the bottle yeah. soda not the, yeah. not the giant but like a normal 16 ounce bottle or <laughs> whatever it is not a two liter um but it's like so i'm saying like one of those so if i have mm-hmm. a can of coke for lunch that's all i drink like today i didn't have any i just i had okay. an extra cup of coffee earlier in the day because i was like oh, i want a cup of coffee it was cold out you know yeah etc yeah. um but and so but one of the things I have noticed is like, so one of the things that I try to do is I try not to drink anything except for water when I come home from work. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you, you know, cause when I'm out there, you know, it's, it's cause it's so easy to like sit there, like and turn on the TV and grab a handful of chips or whatever. And a can of soda and sit there and like, stuff my gore, you know, stuff my gob and suck down a soda. So mm-hmm. like the, like I said, the small thing that I'm trying to do is like, I want to drink more water. One of the ways that I can be a little more intentional about this is just, I'm just going to cut out like soda and for the most part, coffee in the, the evenings. I don't drink a ton of coffee in the evening anyways. Like tonight I had a cup. Mm-hmm. That's because we, we stay up entirely too late mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. And so it's like, I drank a couple glasses of water with my dinner. I have a thing of water here that I've been sort of working on for you know, the, the length of our recording Mm -hmm. and it's, 
it's a small sustainable and it's like if i don't do it every day it's not going to break everything right but over time it's just it should become sort of more habitual mm-hmm. um you know i i read uh I, I was doing a little bit of reading on habit forming mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, in as little as 18 days, if the habit is pretty like sort of like mindless, you can develop a habit. So like, mm-hmm. if you're like, I'm going to get up every morning, I'm going to drink a glass of water. You can sort of make yourself sort of like fall into that every in, in about a week or two and a half weeks, yeah, give or take. Uh, for more complex things, it was they were saying like uh, depending on the complexity and or the difficulty, um, because those are two separate categories, mm-hmm. it can actually take up to two hundred and fifty ish days. Ooh, um, well, it, it average about sixty to seventy days for a behavior to become automatic. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. it is so much, and so much of what we like, we read sort of productivity books and stuff like that from time to mm-hmm. time, like. And, but so much of it is just rooted in this, like, you know, you have to cultivate the right habits and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, basically you have to sort of like condition yourself to make the right choices reflexively. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so that, I think that's a really good framework actually for looking at this because, um, okay. So, so some of the pros and cons, like in general, I'm not one to, to do the shock to your system thing. Um, I like to introduce more sustainable small things in mm-hmm. general. However, I do think that there is um, certainly it, it can be beneficial as a kind of a reset. So, yeah, uh, for instance, yeah. like we did start, uh, th- there's even a channel on our Discord for the Gut Busters uh, where mm-hmm. we are talking about, you know, just keeping each other accountable a little bit because we do want to slim down a bit this year. And so with something like that, um, I, I, I mentioned how, you know, there, there are some smaller changes. I'm not going on, you know, whole 30 or something like that. It's just not something that I, I'm, I like food too much basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the, I am trying my hardest now, now that I have the motivation and I know it is totally like, you know, you can be down on new year's resolutions. That's fine. I get it. It's just another day, whatever. Um, but right now at the start, I have the most motivation. And so I want to make somewhat bigger changes now that I know are not necessarily going to be sustainable or, or, you know, that I'm not necessarily going to follow through. Uh, anyways, the, the example that I gave was that I want to, (laughs) I know this sounds really dumb, but I want to feel like, or I want to know what it feels like to be hungry again, like not just always have food, like in, you know, in easy reach, whatever, like actually know, okay, is this actually hunger? Is this just boredom? Or is this just, you know, like basically I can train myself from snacking all day that, oh, my body just wants food right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm hungry. So I want to you know, not starve myself, but get to the point where like, okay, now I recognize like this is actual hunger versus mm-hmm. just, you know, I want a snack right now because I like the way that snacks taste. Um, Cause that's generally what it is for me. Mm-hmm. So so something like that, I appreciate the more shock to your system approach because it can like reset 
what it feels like when you forget, when you've been in a rhythm for so long, the, uh, an unhealthy rhythm in particular, that that becomes the normal. I think pushing the reset button, especially when you have a lot of motivation and you can follow through with that for a little while, um, will help you in the long run. Um, even something like like working out, I would say, and doing some, not not necessarily like really hard workouts because then you're going to wear yourself out, whatever, and you know that mm-hmm. could that could knock you back down. Um, but even doing more for a time, like say, you know, the, I, I think of the time that I had off from from work. You know, I have more time at home that I can do well. Didn't really work out that way with kids, but um, when you have time to invest in certain things, or even you know, like Bible study or something like that, and doing more than you plan on, that's not necessarily sustainable, but something that you can do just to get back into it and to get back into that rhythm. I think it can be very beneficial so long as you're realistic that okay, this doesn't have to be what I'm doing every day. You know, like, but Mm -hmm. for right now, this is good just to start me down the path. Um, Because in the long run, you do, when the motivation isn't necessarily there, um, there can be other motivating factors. When it comes to, you know, health or fitness or something like that, it's motivating when the numbers go down on the, uh, on your scale, right? You know, when you see how much you've lost, it's like, okay. This is actually working and you can keep going. I, I sort of think too, like, and so we, we just sort of a few months ago came out of uh, nearly no something November, mm-hmm. which is sort of a very similar, it's like, it's, it's meant to sort of like give you a little bit of a reset. Yes. Uh, I, I do it then, <clears throat> I do it then because, you know, part of it is like going into December. That's a very sort of like hectic, crazy time yeah. for me. And like what that really helps me to do is sort of like look at in particular, like my, my phone and my entertainment habits and maybe sort of put the kibosh on that stuff and stop relying on, on that to be my functional idol so that when December comes, I'm not just completely checked out, like and coming home yeah. and just spending tons of time on my phone or in front of the screen. I, I do think that like, you know, and even sort of like talking from a biological sort of perspective, like right now, Megan and I are trying to basically cut out added sugars. Okay. Uh, Megan more so than I am, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cause I like food uh, and I have a sweet tooth um, the size of Rhode Island. I don't know. That's <laughs> like, nice. uh, you know, a small state, but still very large. Mm-hmm. Um so, but a lot of that, and, and a lot of that is sort of like for the pregnancy stuff, like, and we're still trying to get pregnant through mm-hmm. the different stuff. So, um, a lot of that, and sometimes cutting out sugar helps with that. It's also just gotcha. beneficial, um, yeah. for, because we, as, as a culture, we, sugar is in like everything. Yes. And so if you just sort of scale some of that back, there's, there's some really compelling studies that basically like sugar is destroying our bodies and mm-hmm. that we're, we as a culture are addicted to sugar. Um, right. But- and well, and I think that's a really good example of sugar because I know from the times that I have really cut back on sugar is that when you go back to um, eating things with sugar in them, you actually realize how sweet that they are. I mean, mm-hmm. even it, it, like if you are cutting out sugar as much as you can, even a piece of fruit 
tastes so much sweeter than mm-hmm. it does. I mean, you know, you can you can test this really simply by, you know, like eating a cookie and then a piece of fruit and then eating, um, you know, a vegetable of some sort, a cucumber, and then taking a, uh, a bite of fruit. And that fruit just tastes so much sweeter where the added sugar like dulls that flavor. Um, and, and so I think that's a really good example of like when you use those approaches that are more extreme for a time, it is like hitting the reset button and actually yeah. finding a new normal. And it's, which, it which is, is helpful. important when you come out the other side to mm-hmm. just make sure like to not just waste that mindfulness. Yeah. The, the sort of like, um, but you know, it's, and I think to be, you know, because we are so sort of like focused on stewardship, especially like, you know, we want to encourage people to develop good habits, mm-hmm. it's, especially when it comes to like this hobby and how we sort of participate and observe. Like, so some of the things that I'm trying to do is like, if there's like dishes in the sink or, you know, if there's something that needs to be done around the house and I'm not always great about this, like, you know, pretty much like most of the last year, I spent a lot of time sort of coming home and checking out just because I was mm-hmm. like emotionally and physically just sort of exhausted and wiped out and it's like but now i'm sort of saying like well i'm I'm trying to read more at home and you, you know and just sort of like it would be reflexive for me to like come home and turn on the playstation or whatever and so i've even sort of shifted like i've been playing a lot more on my my 3ds mm-hmm. playing that dragon quest and so it's like even in that that's helping me to sort of like sidestep a lot of the the desire to come home and just turn on the ps4 or whatever yeah and and sort of be like oh like i'm gonna sit down and play this thing oh there's you know what before i do that let me check and make sure that, like the dogs have been fed or yeah. that the the trash the trash has been taken out or whatever and sort of even like jumping into a pool like mm-hmm. you can you can jump into the deep end and you know, you might sort of like make it like if you don't know how to swim, you can jump in the deep end and sort of just like, you know, you might figure it out mm-hmm. or you might drown. Right. Or you can sort of like you can take small steps and sort of learn a little bit, sort of like you you sort of like master one thing and then you can learn a little bit more, master that. And next thing you know, you're doing like the brushstroke or you're like Michael Phelps mm-hmm. and you, you know, or, or maybe you're not Michael Phelps. Maybe you're like me who has a really just bad brushstroke, you know, <laughs> but, but can swim around and doesn't mind splashing around except for the fact that it requires me to take my shirt off in public. And I'm, you know, kind of shaped like a minivan and I'm the color of uh, fish. I got like a fish belly. I don't know. I, you know I'm, I'm super white. Hey, uh, the, the, the poor jokes, bad jokes. I apologize, but you know, there, uh, there's just like some stuff in there. It's like when you take, like, and it's not to say that like the bigger task isn't attainable or achievable, mm-hmm. but it is really just a matter of breaking it down into smaller, more sort of like focused and trackable and achievable goals. And mm-hmm. sort of like yeah. letting those things become habits. So like, like I want to be healthier. The, mm-hmm. Like that's sort of a a New Year's resolution a lot of people make. An right. actionable plan is like I drink. I'm going to make it a point to drink more water. 
Like, and not, not, and don't pile these things all on at once either. Like mm-hmm. don't overburden yourself. So like after you get to the point where you're like, you're drinking more water, like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to cut out maybe some of the, the, the sugary starchy snacks that I've been sort of like working on, you know, or whatever. After you do that, like, Hey, you know what? Like I'm going to start exercising like three, four times a week, you know, just even, and, and even if it's only like five, 10 minutes, right? Like, you know, that's, the 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 idea is like something is always better than nothing. Yeah, here when it comes to this stuff, I don't I don't know. You know, there's a bunch of stuff in there that, like, this is general sort of like just habit, like good habit forming stuff. Right, exactly, and and uh, you know your analogy with like jumping into the deep end, I think, is good because like I've you know I've talked kind of positively about that that approach of the shock to your system. I think the problem is like you had mentioned before is the the possibility of rubber banding, of like overcompensating the other way, you know. So like you know you say no sugar. Like just totally cut out sugar. Well, and then, you know, you go into work and someone's brought in donuts or something like that. So, you know, the temptation's there to eat sugar. And so, you know, I'll I'll have half a donut. So you cut out half a donut and then it stays there in the break room all day. And so you just gorge yourself on like six donuts. You know, I don't don't know who you are, but whatever. I'm just saying like the, the, there's a possibility of failure. I mean, it, it plays itself out too. I, one of the statistics that I had seen was that the way the way that gyms make their money, you know, there's a huge spike in gym memberships in January. And by the end of January into February, only one out of 10 people are still going regularly to the gym. Uh, so, I mean, that's just, that's just how that industry works. Mm-hmm. And it's great. You know, I'm not saying anything bad about the, the business model. I'm and saying that's why that- Planet Fitness can charge everybody $10, $10 a month yeah. because a they have like show up. <laughs> four people using that and 5,000 members. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so so when, when you make big changes like that, they often are not sustainable. And so I think the healthy way to approach a big change like that is to recognize that it's not going to be the new normal most of the time. I mean, you're really going to have to try hard if if you're going to do that forever kind of thing, you know, like even something like keto, you know, are you going to live on keto the rest of your life? Like, yeah. And there's a- some people who do that mm-hmm. and, you know, like they just like they commit to that and it works for them. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but, and it's, it's not, I don't want to discourage people from making potentially healthier choices for themselves or whatever, mm-hmm. when it comes to that. But it's also sort of like, I think, you know, I think it just, we have to start being a little more honest with ourselves Yeah. sometimes. And it's like, yeah, like, like here, here's the deal, folks. I'm not a guy who's going to go like, I'm not going to ever like be keto mm-hmm. like ever. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever in a million years. I mean, I like fat and I like meat, but I also like carbs. I also walk 15 miles a day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's just like, you know, like if I'm, if I sat behind a desk for eight hours a day and it's like, yeah, maybe that's a more sustainable sort of like caloric sort of system for that. But it's like, 
Not, not, I guess sort of like the thing is like not every approach works for everybody the same way. Mm-hmm. So you have to take into consideration a bunch of different stuff. And that just because mm-hmm. this works for, you know, this, this cat over here doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think th- what you had mentioned kind of in the start of it, of looking at it more, like even both of these approaches, I think really when, what it boils down to is these are different tools to help you reach whatever your goal, your intended goal is. Um, so I would, you know, like you mentioned, not to have rose colored glasses on like, I'm going to, you know, like accomplish all of these crazy things and, and pile everything on now and, you know, new year, new me kind of a thing. Like, no, like you, you have to be a little bit more, uh, well, I mean, on the one hand, you give yourself more grace, like mm-hmm. you're probably going to fail. Um, but also you have to be a little bit more realistic in terms of like, okay, what is the actual goal? Like you mentioned, be healthier, right. Um, or you lose X amount of pounds or something, um, or play X amount of games on your backlog before you buy a new game, you know, something like that. Well, and there's, there's a great sort of like, you know, tie in there. Like I've talked about it before my general, like the rhythm that I try to maintain and like, it kind of like, and I actually think I bit, I kind of rubber banded last year, like talking mm-hmm. about the rubber banding, yeah. um, my general rhythm. And it, it's not, it's actually been pretty attainable for a while is I play two and then maybe I buy one. Yeah. Like, and as long as you're doing that, you're constantly sort of like chewing through your numbers, but it's yep. when I have like those, those moments where I'm like, I'm not going to buy anything. And then sort of, I come out of that and it's like, I'm going to buy all the things. Right. And it's, it's kind of like what, what's actually sort of like just the healthier rhythm is instead of doing that is where I'm like, well, play a couple games that I have and beat them and sort of move on and, and maybe buy one. We'll see. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I, I do favor more of the small change approach like you've been talking about because you can gradually work up to, it, it almost like doesn't uh, hurt as much if that makes sense. So long as you're working towards your goal and you're making forward progress, like you can, small changes, small changes are a lot more realistic to attain on the way to your big change. Like, yeah, I I would say don't make huge change unless you're trying to hit the reset button for a specific. And in that case, I would say, give it a specific amount of time. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't say try as long as you can not to buy a new game. Well, that's way too nebulous in my estimate. I would say, you know, this quarter, maybe you have to be specific. I mean, like specificity is, is key. Have you ever heard of the, the smart, goals template yes okay i have uh what uh, i'm just gonna look at i i looked it up because i was thinking i know we've talked about this from time to time i just Mm -hmm. but specific measurable achievable relevant and Mm time-based you know like those the s-m-a-r-t those sort of like it's and if you are smart with sort of like laying out some of these smaller goals that and, and sort of having a plan Mm-hmm. That will actually help you to sort of address the the more substantial issues. Like 
It's one thing, okay, so uh, like an area that I sort of need to sort of like, Megan and I have to come back from time to time, and it's mostly my fault, but financial stuff. Finan- mm-hmm. Like Megan and I have a few financial goals. And like, so you have to sort of like, we, we have to be specific. We have to have sort of the right metrics. We have to, and it's not like have $10,000 in our savings account by the end of the year. Well, that's not achievable. That's not, you know, and even though that might be trackable and, and all that other stuff, it's not achievable. Um, mm-hmm. Something I would also add too. So it's like, you know, for anybody who's interested in sort of doing some of this stuff and, and isn't aware, like the smart template is an interesting sort of like little, it, it's, it's a helpful tool. It's a helpful diagnostic. Yeah. Um, another thing and we've sort of talked about it with, and this is something that we come back to all the time, but accountability, accountability, mm-hmm. accountability, accountability. Mm-hmm. Like the biggest problem, the, the biggest sort of failure um, that I've noticed is like when I try to sort of lone wolf stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it is super, like, it's super hard for me to get up and be motivated when I'm doing it by myself. Okay. Uh, yeah. now. Like, or if I feel like I'm doing it by myself, like, and there's even sometimes like, so I lift with Jared and Jeff, you know, a couple guys from church, you know, pastor and an elder and stuff. And when they are sort of like keeping up on me, it is so much easier for me to maintain that rhythm Mm -hmm. than if I'm just sort of like, you know, left when I'm left to my own devices. Right. Like if they're not checking in with me, if they're not challenging me, like chances are, I'm not coming in um, mm-hmm. because it, it requires some effort and stuff like that. And there, but it's like in, in any of this, if you have somebody who's sort of walking through this with you a little bit, it makes it easier to sustain that. Yeah, that's, man. Yeah. That's, that's a, yeah, that's a really good point. And that's also why we started the beat down this year. And, and like I mentioned as well, like doing the gut busters thing is like, Hey, it's helpful to, you know, just be in this with some friends, with some brothers, you know, doing this To challenge each other to sort of like, you know, I think about that stirring each other up to do good works. Mm. Like we are meant to sort of provoke each other to grow and to be, you know, to challenge each other. And we do that in a way that is loving and and is is rooted in our care for each other. But Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's also sort of like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I think like the 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 idea that it is not good for man to be alone mm-hmm. is, I mean, and we've probably talked about this in the podcast before, but it's not just sort of talking about like how like you know it's not just addressing the man woman dynamic and the the need like the mm-hmm. the marriage relationship. It's talking like we were meant to be social, like the yeah. Lord created us to be in community. Uh, not just with each other, but with him mm-hmm. as well. And it's like, and I think too, like, here's the thing. Once you start taking these baby steps, it is like very much like the sort of the Dave Ramsey snowball effect yeah. where like you take these like smaller steps. So you're a little more disciplined, you know, in this area. And that helps you to be a little more disciplined in this area and helps you be a little more yeah. disciplined in this area. And it's like, it's all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like, and it's not like overnight, Mm-hmm. but it might seem that way at times, but it's like, you know, looking at like, okay, like losing weight and, and being more like make a commitment. You go to the gym every day, you get on the treadmill every day. You know, you say like, I'm going to work out. I'm going to get some exercise. I'm going to be, 
you know? And so you start doing that every day and just like 15 minutes, you say like, I'm going to carve out five, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. And I'm just going to do some exercise. And then you're like, you know, after, and again, it is that sort of like pile on, I'm, I'm going to cut out sugary drinks. I'm going to cut out cookies. I'm going to cut out whatever. And you just add on and out. And next thing, the, the cumulative effect gets, uh, cumulative. Yeah. I, that's not what I said. I said huh. something else. Sounded like to me. But the cumulative effect, there it is yeah. again. The, anyways, that, that, like mm-hmm. the totality of all that stuff actually adds up to you being healthier, to you losing weight. To, you know fitting in or having to buy new you know what i'm saying like yeah. that but it's it's the series of small steps like mm-hmm. one of the biggest things like and and we've sort of and we've talked about this too but it is it, it really is breaking down things into the smallest possible tasks and the smallest possible steps actually helps you to move forward in those progresses uh, in mm-hmm. those processes not progresses <laughs> like i'm just talking super special right now but yeah yeah i and i think also like the so if we're looking at these different approaches uh that was a really good point how like when we take these small steps like that snowball effect comes into play in our lives and i think i i would say the only con is sort of like similar to the shock to your system the rubber banding i think when you're taking smaller steps the only con to that would be that it's easier because it's just a small step to go backwards as well to not follow through um, because it's just a small step anyway so you can maybe go you know this time i'll go ahead and have that sugary drink kind of a thing Um, but you mentioned like having accountability having people come alongside you and i think that is a great way to kind of put those barriers in place um, even if it's just like you know, just that social barrier of like, oh, but I'm going to have to tell someone about this later, you know, like having those small things in there really help. um, Cause that's really the only thing, the only other con is that, Hey, it's slow going. Yeah. You don't necessarily see the change as much, but months later you can look back and say, oh, wow. You know, you can see how much you've changed just in your habits, in the way that you eat, you know, in the way that you play games, in the way that you factor in, I'll, I'll say when it comes to games, in the way that you factor in what is worthy of purchasing. Um, so one of the things I've, I started over the, um, the time that I had off, I was trying to clean out some stuff in the garage and going through, through we have a huge CD collection and going through and, and looking to get rid of a bunch of CDs because we rarely use CDs anyway. I have a CD player in my, in my car. Um, but, you know, we, we don't need CD. I, I have tons of music on my phone. We have Spotify. Like, we don't necessarily need CDs. And I was, for a second, I did, I was like, oh, do I even have to go there? I, I might, this might reach into my game collection as well because there are some games that are like, eh, they're, uh, you know, six out of 10 games. You know, there are those games that, yeah, it was fun. It was okay. Like, do I really need to hold on to those when I have so many? Why don't I just keep the best of the best kind of a thing? And uh, so anyways, I say that to say like, again, it's it's almost like a mental snowball effect of like, well, kind of reevaluating what am I really trying to accomplish kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyways, I... I you know, cards on the table. I prefer that smaller change 
smaller, gradual growth approach, I think in the long run is better. It's more sustainable and it, it'll help you to, uh, to reach your goals most of the time much better. Maybe that's just because I'm not super disciplined because <laughs> some people can, you know, go on keto indefinitely that's not me at all um but you know what though and i think too like just you know i think one of the things is like this is not some sort of like extra biblical principle like just Mm. i feel like we need to sort of like you know we are told and i can't remember the reference because i'm not always great with that which Mm -hmm. is probably why i need to just be more intentional about memorizing scripture Mm. but we are told that obedience in the small things leads to obedience in the greater things yeah and even there that principle is like start small like learn how to be obedient and you can sort of you know and and again i'm don't i'm not trying to eisegete this people what i'm saying Mm. is like there's a principle there if you start small that will lead, and you you are sort of faithful and sort of being obedient or being disciplined or being whatever in small ways, and and I very much think that sort of being self controlled and being disciplined and being you, you know mindful in in is being obedient, you know, mm-hmm. because we are called to live in a different way, yeah. um, you know, no, and, and it's stewardship too, you that, know, well, as, and, as Christians. The it's look at the we're called to be good stewards, but also look at the fruits of the spirit: gentleness, um, kindness, patience, self control. Mm-hmm. You know, we are called to be self disciplined, and you know, not to just sort of be reacting to sort of like you know, not to be following our bellies. You know, yeah. and um, and and not that's not a literal. That, that was like we're not just supposed to be following our desires and our whims. Right. We're we're supposed to be impulsive, go- yeah. governed by the the Holy Spirit, and so, um, and that that has a, you know, but it starts with the small the small obedience, yeah. and uh, so I just I just want to say like this is not just like th- this stuff is rooted in biblical wisdom. Yeah, man. Thank you. That's a really good point. Yeah. I, well, and I've been reading Proverbs and I just like dudes, my dudes, like if you guys have not spent time in Proverbs, seriously, it's 31 chapters. You just like I read, like I used to read through it like every couple of months. Mm-hmm. You can do it like once a month. You can just sort of like, just sort of like burn through a chapter, like pick a verse, meditate on. And like that stuff is meant to sort of be like, little chunk of text like sort of dwell on that that proverb that collect mm-hmm. you know proverbs collective but you dwell on the single proverb you sort of like you know little things guys like yeah. it does the little actionable sort of like stuff is is good anyways i love it i love it so we reached out to our uh, patrons the brochachos yes, Um, And asked for their input on this as well. And I think actually the first response that we got on Patreon uh, is a great segue into this because that comes from our uh, our bud, our brochacho, the trash turkey, who Mm. says that uh, you might think I'd say you should quit something cold turkey. But Uh, uh, I find (laughs) but I find that a gradual change works better for me. Yeah. And I think that's Mm -hmm. exactly like what we've been talking about is that. in general, I think that's the better approach, but I don't, I don't want to totally demonize like big changes. I think they can be useful 
so long as you view them as a tool and not as a goal in and of themselves. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that's where we really... Or really treating them with. as a shortcut. Like, yeah, right. That's, that's the other thing. It's like, instead of like restraining myself and like learning how to like sort of like say no on a smaller, more manageable level, I'm just going to like cut this all out and then like, you know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, totally. Um, so another one of our brochachos, uh, Mr. Basement. Um, th- so basically the, the gist of what he was saying, th- th- something for us to talk about is like in light of the past year, um, in, in light of the, the, all the changes that we see around the world, like how do we stay goal focused when there are some huge, you know, drastic changes going on in the world? And also he mentions you know, the, recognizing God's sovereignty in that as well. Uh, and I think that's, that's it, it's a great like mixture, a, a great marriage of both of those things is like recognizing that God works things for the best, even if it doesn't feel like it's the best for us right now. And so then how do we respond in the right now? Um and, and so, you know, if this question is like staying, how do we stay goal focused when there are drastic changes? Uh, I, I think that goes back to what, you know, we talked about how these are kind of like these different approaches are different tools to reach the goal and keeping the goal in mind rather than necessarily how we're working it out. So kind of like differentiating the methods or the steps that we're taking and the goal that we're seeking as well. So uh, I think there are some goals that when there are drastic changes, sometimes you just have to drop them um, based on your priorities. So like say you're a salesman, 2020, your position was cut. You had a goal to make, you know, X amount of sales this year. Like that's just no longer a goal. It's not even possible to reach that, you know? But I think there are other goals that you can kind of flex in the way that you attempt to accomplish that goal. Um, sorry, I'm I'm trying to like ride the line between being vague and and delving too far into the particulars. I think what it comes down to is recognizing whether or not this is still a goal after things go crazy, after stuff hits the fan. Um, and then reevaluating how you are going to meet that goal. So I, I think of in my own life, uh, you know, when I say I want to work out, you know, if I have a goal that I'm going to work out five days out of the week and, you know, a few nights throughout the week, one of my kids wakes up in the middle of the night, you know, starts puking, something like that. Well, I'm probably not going to continue to wake up early and work out. So either I can make the decision to uh, lose a little bit of sleep and really try and power through. I can make the decision to try and work out some other time throughout the week, or I can put it on the back burner for this week and wait till next week. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's some, there's some flex that you can do while still focusing on that. Or I can make the decision, you know what, I'm going to have smaller portions I'm going to eat smaller portions if if your goal is to lose weight. I'm going to eat smaller portions because I know I'm not going to be able to get that half an hour of of uh, exercise in this morning. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 That was my my two cents on what he said. Do you have any other input? 
No, no. I think just as a general rule, I, I sort of, I would sort of say, I think here it's like uh, the kiss principle sort of applies. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. So Megan and I are sort of, we're trying to pay down some debt. We're trying to build our savings. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do some stuff around the house. We're to, and it's like, I think talking about that flexibility, like, you know, let's just say like I, you know, some of our income was affected. Like she wasn't working for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. And so there, there was stuff that just sort of like, well, we couldn't be as aggressive in sort of areas X, Y, and Z because that income that, you know, from her income that was, you know, sort of, you know, earmarked for X, Y, and Z, it has mm-hmm. to go away. Like, you know, we're still making like basic payments or whatever on stuff. And, but, yeah. and, you know, like, and I would even sort of say like, you know, there's this sort of like, well, we're trying not to spend money. We're trying not to do X, Y, again, we're, but it's like, we, we hit a point this year where it's like, we were like, we need a new mattress. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, our, our original plan was like, we were just going to like save up a couple thousand dollars and just buy a new mattress. Well, we got a deal. We got a deal through a guy and we got 0% financing for 30 months. And it's like, nice. It's like, you know, it's like, well, we can pay 50 bucks and get a new mattress, you know, 50 bucks a month for, and then we'll, we'll, we'll probably pay it down well before the 30 month, you know, anyways, mm-hmm. we'll just, yeah. but it's like, or we can get garbage sleep for a couple months. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, so it's, you know, you can be flexible in the way that you, you tackle these things. And I think yeah. that the, the biggest thing that you are talking about is like, sometimes it, we do have to be discerning and just saying like, you know, sometimes things come up and just in, in light of all of this, like when you look at like, like all the COVID stuff, there's a lot of stuff where I think what's good about situations like that, what's good, and, I, and I'm saying this, is, is not that people are sick and they're, you know, being hospitalized, right. but it really forces you to take stock of what's important and what's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think the other sort of thing that I would, so the other sort of is like when you have those big sort of like, like something comes up and hits hard and hits in some ways, I, I don't think you need to sort of have your priorities in order. Mm-hmm. So that way it's not sort of like this big scramble and say like, you know, there, there's stuff that Megan and I have talked about and said, like, if something were to happen and we were to lose a significant chunk of income permanently with no, like, there's a bunch of stuff that we have that would just like it either gets sold or get like the services would get canceled or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, be willing to like, like have a sort of a plan. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to sort of have it like, you don't have to look down every possible alley because i i don't think prior to 2020 i don't think anybody was like world pandemic like (laughs) maybe there were some people who had plans for that but it's like knowing what the priority is and like you know make the adjustments necessary like you know i think like the thing is like effective planning in a way is is rigid in the ways that it's sort of like when it keeps you accountable and it's healthy but it also like i think just being wise here requires flexibility yeah. mm-hmm. and the ability to sort of adapt and change. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking around it. No. But- yeah. No, I I think that's good. And as far as it um, goes into God being sovereign, I would say that, and maybe this is just me talking to myself um, is that sometimes I tend to like set goals 
for myself without like thinking that this would be the best for me and for my family without asking like, okay, God, is this what you want from me? <laughs> well, and <laughs> if even, that makes sense. It, uh, uh, and even sort of looking at that, understanding that when we understand and we really keep in mind that the Lord is, is sovereign and he's, mm-hmm. it's like when these things go sideways on us, it's like, this isn't what I planned. Right. Like, you know, we can sort of like sort of fall back on and, and rely on the promise that he's like, I'm in control. Like mm-hmm. he, he's looking at us and yeah. he's saying like, and like, I have told you that everything that you will go through is for your good in my glory. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Yeah. And that's, that's not easy, but it, it's also sort of like understanding, like, you know, I think like there's this thing, go in, do what you can, do the best that you can, like make the necessary adjustments and understand. But the Lord in his infinitude is infinitely aware of all of our needs, including the ones that we aren't aware. And he is mm-hmm. intimately, you know, sort of connected to us yeah. and, 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 and cares for us in, in a, he is infinitely intimate, the hmm. infinitely and intimately sort of concerned and, and aware of your needs and, mm-hmm. and everything. And like, he will, like, it, it may not feel like you're being provided for the way that you want, but again, like he is, his primary work in in our lives, you know, through the Holy Spirit is is for us to be conformed to the likeness of the Son. Yeah, and so we, it, it, those are hard things to keep in mind, especially like, and it's so easy to become blinded and distracted. But it's like, so you, you sort of you're like, hey, you know what? You, you you have your plan. You you try to be flexible. You try to adjust, and just you just understand that even when you just sort of fall flat on your face or whatever, like this does not take the Lord by surprise. Yeah. Like, and that that that's easier said than done. Yeah. Period. But. Yeah, and and really, I think this also goes to the fact that like when you're setting goals, I think you really ought to, or, or when you have to kind of reassess your priorities and your goals um, to really drill down. I'd encourage everyone to really drill down as a Christian into why you're setting those specific goals, because at the core of it, it ought to be to glorify God. You know, you want to be healthier so that you can be a better servant of God so that you can, you know, you have more energy, you can protect those under your care. You can, uh, you know, help other people, you know, with, with whatever they need, you know, at the core of those things that we want this, these things to, to progress, to be better, ought not just to be our own vanity, but it ought to be so that we can worship the Lord better in some form or fashion. Yeah. Um and and if that's at the core, then the method for that, I think it allows you to be more flexible with that. Because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like how can I steward the things that God has has given me and the responsibilities that I have that he has put that he's given me as well? Uh how can I accomplish that? Th- that's what the question becomes. So uh, let's see. So we've got Wes, who says, uh, not necessarily specific to the question, but kind of a rabbit trail with goal setting. Um, he goes down a lot, is knowing when it's time to just drop a goal similar to a game on your backlog, which is kind of funny. I think we kind of touched on that. Um, do you drop it entirely? How do you adjust your goals when you notice you aren't meeting them despite good effort? And when does a goal become a shackle? 
uh, I I think again, yeah. The, well, th- I think that's that's kind of what we touched on is like, what is the core? What is the purpose for accomplishing that goal? Uh, because yeah, I I can I I can totally admit it. Like, well, I mean, I think even you mentioned some of the one of the goals for memorizing Galatians or something like that. Like, what was behind that? Why why did you keep going back to that as opposed to um, you know, was that really the most beneficial thing? Well, uh, and when, and just to sort of like double back on, to, to look at that real quick, mm-hmm. when I originally started doing that, it was because I wanted to drill down on Galatians. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I wasn't even focusing on the content of the book right. anymore. Yeah. And so at that point in time, like, like, and it took, it took me like the better part of like a year and change mm-hmm. to figure that out to recognize it's like it, yeah. i wasn't even like concerned about like what the book had to say to me yeah. i just like it was like no i need to have this in my head mm-hmm. and and in a way i think sort of contextually like conte- like memorizing the context and memorize like the it's not always about specific content or like a word for word like sometimes word for word memorization is important and it's not a bad thing and it's good Mm -hmm. people should do it i think sometimes understanding and memorizing the context that and the intent is Mm -hmm. significantly more important than like being able to rattle off like you know all of galatians yeah yeah good stuff i keep hitting the table my bad. Um, At least you're not so, hitting your microphone. <laughs> you yeah, have the microphones on the table. And, uh, anyways, um, so Wes continues here. Personally, I find year-long goals to be unmeasurable unless you're really good at keeping up with details. I think short-term goal setting is a better tactic because you can manage and measure those within a shorter time period, allowing for reflection and changes to occur without feeling like you're giving up or, for example, every two to three months. Uh, so he says he thinks he's more of a fan of the gradual goal setting. And I think that that is like where we've been uh, so far is I, I agree. I'm, I'm more of a fan of the gradual goal setting. I think um, what helps me is when I make yearly goals is to revisit those often. And uh, like you said, to break them down into measurable chunks. And so like this quarter, I'm going to hit these chunks, you know, yeah. and, and so it does come back to constantly like reminding yourself. I know that sounds... I know that sounds lame, but honestly, the, the way that it's come, the way that it's worked in my life is when I do that, I'm actually more motivated um, because then I, I remind myself and it does take some work to really drilling down on those goals. Like, why do you want to do it? Um, and, you know, what, what is it? What is on the other side that you're really trying to accomplish? What is the purpose behind this? And so then it's almost like reminding yourself of those things and why it is. And then that can help you set the priority is should you continue with this? Or if you are going to continue with it, okay. Like, I don't know, it gets me fired up. So I find well, that that helps. I think like the, the reflection, like what stood out to me in, in Wes's comment is the, the emphasis, well, he touched on rather mm-hmm. than emphasize, but reflection, like yeah. Yeah. don't just sort of make this process where you just sort of like trying to like go through it. Like track it, journal through it. What you you know mm-hmm. like when when I, when I lift and I'm being super like super intentional about it, I keep records. I keep logs. Nice. Like I, I used to have nice. a little notebook, and like you'll see guys who like you'll see some real gym rats, like and you'll see this ratty little notebook that they 
and it's they're they're tracking their gains they're tracking like they're tracking all of that and those like when you track that when you track that information like it helps sort of with the process it's something that yeah. i need to be better at at with a lot of things like you know I'm, I'm sort of like trying to do some modified bullet journaling and every mm -hmm. day i sit down and i look through my stuff and it's like i have like a list of tasks and i sort of try to like look at that at the beginning and at the end of the day and you know what like i can just sort of like you know i can look over and see like this is the stuff that i've managed to do this is some of the thought processes and like you know that that stuff like tracking especially like if if you are trying to sort of like a bigger goal tracking like through journaling etc like that 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 will only help you succeed yeah yeah dig it dude what gets measured gets managed i like it um and so finally paul techno funk boy says as far as goals go yeah new year's resolutions are trash and should be avoided at all costs i don't, I don't agree 100 percent there i think they can be uh they can be healthy but in the ways that we've talked about them, I, I, yeah, I recognize that most New Year's resolutions don't get followed through uh, for various reasons. Oh, anyways, back to Paul. He says, I'm a big fan of smaller goals with steps along the way, checklists with multiple checkpoints along the way to a goal. Right now, my focus is putting out a new album. Each song has multiple steps to it. So the entire process is like 100 steps, but I can sit down and finish off, finish off a handful of them and I'm making amazing progress. I can physically see the progress, not like a slow moving status bar when you're downloading a movie in 1997 on a modem. Oh, I'm it's bad. like this. It's like, I can physically see the progress, not like a slow moving status bar when you're downloading a movie in 1997 on a modem, seeing, oh good, it went from four to 5%, but real meaningful goals, yeah. Boom, there you go. That inflection made all the difference. I like it. Um, it should then, have been it should have been in quotations because he's like <laughs> it's, he's verbalizing a thought right yes learned i thought you were a writer paul <laughs> yeah why why don't you professionally Hacky write hack. on discord man uh <laughs> no uh no i i again just, i largely agree with him even if even yeah. if our approaches or how we come to those conclusions are a little bit different because i do i I follow the new year's resolution thing just because, I mean, I completely get it's totally arbitrary. I was against it for years and years. Like I thought it was stupid. Why make goals at, at you know, at an arbitrary date, like the new year, it doesn't make sense. Um, but I think it's, it's really just for the sake of setting something for doing it for tracking purposes. It makes more sense with the calendar year to me, but I completely agree breaking it down into those smaller steps and really uh, focusing on how you're going to accomplish it, uh, why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I think that's how, how you're able to progress forward. And we've talked about it before, but because of my temperament, I am much, I'm more naturally just go with the flow kind of a guy. All these things help me when I'm tracking things. They help me to propel me forward because otherwise I just, you know, just go with the flow, whatever. Eh, didn't do it today. No big deal. Um, that's naturally how I am. So when I can see, yeah, those little check marks, you know, making that next step, getting, making progress uh, really helps me to, to motivate me to change. Mm. And with that, that is all of our uh, bro input 
But if you have any input, there's plenty of ways that you can get that to us and we can uh, discuss it a little bit more, you know, on the social medias or however you want to. Even if you want to email us, our email address is thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at bbdowncast. Uh, we have the backlog book club. There's a hashtag in front of that. Uh, that's a group on Facebook where we like to hang out. And we also have a Discord server link for that in the show notes. Uh, and then if you want to reach out to us personally, on the internet, I generally go by Broccolope, spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. Awesome. If you like what you've heard today, we'd encourage you to rate and review the podcast. That helps us out. Hopefully you're subscribed. If not, you can do that too. Uh, and share with your friends. We'd love to get more people in on this you know we can hold each other accountable together to listening to the podcast every week no i'm just kidding um but you know more more people better life right i don't know uh and we do also have a patreon if you're interested in supporting us financially you can get some some perks like uncut uh episodes we do you know bro hangs and stuff like that just uh, just uh, talking about all kinds of various subjects and, and you get some more of our unedited thoughts in those as well. Um, you know, if, if you want to hear more, if you're like, man, these guys are way too short on their podcasts. I need a couple more hours of this every week. No, we, we don't put out that much. But anyways, sometimes, regardless. Sometimes. Most, sometimes, most of the time. Sometimes it happens. There, there are times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for as little as a dollar you can uh get all that stuff as well and video if you want to see our faces for some reason um i don't know why yeah why. yeah i mean you are very handsome oh and, well thank you you know so the, <laughs> you see the shine off my skull <laughs> there was this is kind of like you know and this is it was just one of those things where my mouth was sort of like running um and it was funny and it's like one of those moments where I was clever and I said something and I was like, ah, I entertained myself. Uh, mm -hmm. A couple of guys, uh, they they used to be carriers. Now they they work in sort of the more of a, a sort of maintenance capacity. Um, okay. But they were stopping by and, and we were talking for a few minutes this morning. I said, yeah, you know. And, and the one guy actually used to carry the route that I, I carry now. Okay. And he said, yeah, yeah, best carrier you got to put your best carrier on this route. I said, you're, you're not wrong there. I said, I'm good at what I do. Even when I, what I do is mess things up. I said, I mess it up good. And they <laughs> laughed. I said, you know what? I'm also the best looking carrier here. And they were like, well, and I said, listen, I said, let's be honest about how deep this pool goes. And it was like, and, <laughs> and, and that, that got a little bit, I was like, listen, like I said, like, it's like me saying that is like also like me claiming to be the smartest kid on a short bus. There's <laughs> no great shakes here, chief. Like, and they're just like, yeah, you know, but it's like, this is not, I'm not trying to, you know, they, I, I work with some very good looking people. Just none of mm -hmm. them are as good looking as me. I, mm -hmm. guess. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> well, like, I'll it, take your word for it. I, I mean, I, I think you're probably, it's probably the truth. I mean, like, listen, I am shaped like a minivan and I am roughly the color of, of uh, a moon in, in midwinter. So it's like, yeah. It's very poetic. Yeah. A, a, a midwinter moon colored minivan. <laughs> There's some alliteration for it. Anyways, dude, there you go. we have done all the things that we came to do and then some. 
What's your day do, Josh? Hey, you guys keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down those benefits. And the final word goes to none other than the techno funk boy in the discord. He wrote, if changing habits was a good idea, then it wouldn't be hard. Well said, Paul. Well said. Solid logic. <laughs>